Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Welcome to another episode. We is y'all. Y'all probably about to get an hour because we got. Guys night. We, to make, man. we we told you. We don't even have guys night. We told. What you mean? No, I'm saying we don't really have guys oh, night. No, All three of them. Nigga, I'm I'm with you more than we with this I nigga. I thought you betrayed the squad and brought a chick on. Like, what, 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 what are you talking about? I mean, bro. a chick was supposed to come here if we just keep it at a thousand, but not I with mean, us. Nigga, yeah, I done nah, ditched my tough. wife, bro. The least you could do is not bring another chick. No, a chick would have been here <laughs> so that me and her could have a conversation about polyamorous shit, but she was about to be left. And Why don't you describe that for the audience? Niggas I'm throwing sure. three little three, uh, three, three, <laughs> three syllable, <laughs> three syllable words out it's here. A, it's a real word. We know, we nigga. know, but, we but, know, bro. Hey. But there's a lot of slow people out here. Bro. Yeah, oh, I, I, I break down for these niggas, man. No, so shout out, down the shout out to Willow Smith for putting a nigga on. So you getting your information from an 18 year old, bro? <laughs> She's smart as fuck. She whipped her head back and forth, nigga. Hey, she I cut her shit right after. She right cut her shit right after, bro. too. She was depressed like, and shit. During the tour, she right. cut it so that he couldn't put her back out on She's tour. She's an icon living. Anyways. Um, That's crazy. So it's basically, and the nickname for it is Thropple. So you're in a three-person relationship. So whether you are a male and you're in a relationship with two women, if you're a woman and you're in a relationship with two men, and if or if you're a male, or if you're a male, and then you see Tom and you see Steve, and Steve got that big dick, then all y'all, you know what I mean? <laughs> y'all having a great time. Or it could be, yeah. Or it could be, you know, Brittany. It could be three women, right. three men, yeah, two men, I mean? one woman, all two women, you know, and, and, and one man. And, and for the white people, we're not saying dogs and animals and shit. No, but white people, they, you know, that's regular. It's kind of regular Son, for white people. I yeah, feel. Before people, I really get into it, it, has anybody seen the photo floating around? Real photo of a white woman, I think, going to one of these African uh, countries. Taking a photo with an elephant's dick right beside her, and the, the elephant's dick no had to have been at least fifteen inches, no exaggeration. And she took a photo and she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yo, somebody nah, sent I ain't see that shit." Somebody but... sent it to me, and I was like, "We're not really. I don't know if we're. Yeah, I'm good. To, yeah, nah, that ain't I don't for know me. if we're really gonna dive cool. into that. Cool but um, that. yeah, so basically, I thought that shit died in the in the early two thousands when white weird. women was fucking horses. Wait, I ain't know what? That was the thing. You don't remember the porns that used to be with the white? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, they used to be wild back then. I think in the day, they, I think one woman died because of the amount of semen that the horse pumped into her or some shit like that. Oh All man, right, bro, they just turned yeah, my what? stomach. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to talk about this the shit. Was going on, man. I want to talk about. <laughs> what it you want more. me to do? Can we that move was on the wild, wild first wild, wild west of the internet when the that's internet first crazy. started being a thing. So I mean, I thought that's so we yeah. do we went from. Horses to elephants. That's what we yeah, doing. I'm good. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, any uh, any all man moments? 
Um, all man moments. Yeah. Um, fuck. I told. So I'm not gonna say their names, but I'm definitely very honored. Um, to be a part of it. I don't think I've said this to any of y'all actually, but um, two great, um, great, great, great Haitian friends of mine. They are getting married very soon. When I say soon, I mean before the end of the year. They reached out to me. It was like, distinguished, we love you like a brother. We love you like family. Mm-hmm. We want you to officiate the wedding. That's I was like, whoa. I said, y'all did ask? Like, I said, that's, that's better than being the best man. You know that, right? It was like, yeah. I was like, whoa. So nigga broke down. I was like, you know, nigga was a little taken back. Like, what the mm. fuck? And then when I was researching what that really means, I'm basically going to be wedding them together. That's mm. really what that is. So um, I went to the clergy uh, place today to actually, you know, start the paperwork. And I got paperwork, but I was told one thing. And um, I told my Haitian people that the Internet lied to you. I told you guys. It's one registration price for New York State, mm-hmm. but now I got to sign up with some fucking church and give them bread, mm-hmm. mad bread, because I have to be ordained. That's how it is in New York State. You have to be ordained, mm-hmm. and then you have to do you know whatever the courses are, and you have to be trained to do this because it's not just them. Because after this, basically, after I become this officiant, I'm an officiator for life. Right. That makes I, didn't sense. Even, I didn't even know that. Like, Are they hey, going to pay for it? Yeah, they already uh, gave me some bread in advance. Shout out to the good Haitian. Sapa, say, you know how I feel about my Haitians. So, but it's a to me, it's a big deal because it's like four years ago, somebody brought this to me who I'm actually even no longer friends with, unfortunately. But she was like, yo, Distinguished, this will be a good lane for you too. Like, you, you could do this shit. It's easy. You like people, you know. You be in love and shit. And I was like, yeah, but I'll also host divorce parties. Should we here for all the shits? Anyways... That didn't happen because the person I was supposed to be ordained by, that motherfucker ended up going to jail. That's another story. Don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. I hope they got their head up in them prison walls. Um, but yeah, so it's happening again. And this time, um, you know, at least this couple is dead ass about it because they're the ones that sent me all the information to read up about it so that I could have the right documentation in place. So by the time we end next month, I'm probably going to be on my way to becoming an officiator. I don't know if that's an all man. That sounds No, positive. it's an all man moment because I went today with bread ready to drop to get the mm. ball rolling. And, and it was like more bread. It was like Mr. Gray don't work that way. You gotta you gotta give some of the bread to us, but you gotta give a large amount of the bread to one of these organizations. I'm not even supposed to be telling you this, but I'm gonna tell you this. And then she started listing the organization names and she was like, sign up with one of them and you'll be okay. But you have to be ordained. So like this is the equivalent of when you're giving your life back to Christ, you're being baptized. It's like I'm now giving my life to this world and they have to know that I'm somebody that can be trustworthy to do it. Right. So it's another journey, bro. Best of luck Spot with that, to bro. Be wild boy. Oh boy. And they was like, Yeah, we booking your hotel and your your, your stay. I was like, Oh, y'all too lit. That's that's standard. That should be happening. You shouldn't be paying for that if they're asking you to to, to service their Shit wedding. different. Facts, boy. I might if, have a pre-hotel party for them. If anybody, if you're servicing anybody, they should be paying for you to do whatever it is. If they want to go away for said wedding or said event, mm-hmm. that should be paid for. You know, even though you're their friend and... Those is my peoples. Those yeah, my peoples. so 
there that should be accommodated though because you're still servicing without them asking you you would not be doing said travel yeah. so and the wedding gonna be lit because i'm officiating and you know basically your man is basically hosting the wedding party so i was like oh we're gonna definitely turn up because i didn't this will be i think my third on my this will be my third mm-hmm. and i've learned from the last two especially the last one this one we i'm gonna make sure it's tight tight like real tight because They've been taking my input because I'm like, this is what I've seen at the other wedding parties. I don't think this is what should happen at yo shit. This y'all first wedding. I don't know if this is going to be y'all last. You know, y'all might get married again in another 10 years, renew y'all vows and shit. We got to make sure we get it right the first time, though. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And I talked them out of spending unnecessary money um, talking about, uh, yeah, my friends live. I'm just pick a random spot. Philadelphia, and I'm just trying to get a bus service for them. If they're your friends, they're going to hop on that Amtrak. The fuck out of here. They're going to come to that wedding. I'm not orchestrating anything. I know people that have seen people get married in West Bubblefuck, and they're taking that Uber to West Bubblefuck and West Bubblefuck back to work the next day. I've seen it. So, uh, yeah. Trying to help them save some bread. Shit, that's some of my money, too. Come on. This nigga. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see what on man. What do where do I even want to? Do I want to even do that? Side? I don't think you want to do it, bro. I don't, know. I don't even think it. Do you slide it. on all your nights like this? It doesn't even deserve it. Sometimes. <laughs> wow. What I will say is, oh, wow. Okay, Nick. Um. All right. <clears throat> my all man really isn't an all man because I don't really feel any type of way towards it, which is the beautiful part. But nice. I guess all I'll say is. It's crazy when people who you deem as a friend think that who you deem as a friend, but for the mo- for the majority of the friendship, you have been their pillow of support. And when they think that like they can threaten you and your friendship with them as if that mm-hmm. is supposed to make you feel some type of way. It's just ironic. It's just hilarious to me because it's like you're threatening a person that been supporting you it's not like the other way around it's not like the things that i've done for you you've done for me so they can't do shit for you basically they're not in a position i'm saying that in a nice way basically well, <laughs> let this thing say it in a fucked up way you gotta have a balance on the show yeah, right ba- yeah. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. okay it's like right. you you have you don't do shit for me you don't have it to make it seem as if i make sure you have it you pulling away is going to somehow affect my life so you decided yeah Facts. Okay. Yeah, no favors. Yeah. You know what I mean? I heard. But um, I guess that that's just hilarious. But I don't really see it as an all man because I'm not affected by it. Well, it sounds like an all man because it's like, oh man, you're fucking dumb. Like that—that's really you're how, kind of an idiot. I'm looking at it like you're listen, all right. Yeah. Listen, that's your decision and keep it <laughs> all right. But you can't come back. There's certain things that you can't uh, do. To there's certain things that in the scope of a friendship, and right. I guess this is a great conversation here. In the scope of a friendship, there are still barriers, right, that you can't cross. We spoke about this already. Right? Yeah, hell yeah. So there's certain things that no matter how mad I get at you, yeah. no matter how mad I get at Flo, no matter how mad I get at anybody that I consider a friend or even or best friend or family, yeah. no matter how mad I get at y'all, there are still certain things I would never even, it would never even cross my mind to never come say to or do to you. Right? Right? One of those things is threaten you. Like one, yeah. it, there's there's never going to be a, a time 
where let's say you was with your girl you mm-hmm. had a girl and right. me and you got so mad at I'm each glad, other i'm glad you cleaned that up that i'm like so glad. that i'm like yo that time you cheated on her yo i'm about to tell that bitch oh. all, all this nasty shit that you do that you didn't tell her because i'm mad at you that's that would I'm... never happen bro that's that's a good one. Like, that's actually a great analogy, bro. I feel like that's a that's one that's, of the greatest analogies. Actually. Yeah, like the end of the day, or or be like, yo, I'm about to dime you out to the police now because you. Yeah, like that's a another nigga. level of extreme. Like, nigga, what are like, you doing? Like, yo, yo, I'm so pissed off at you. You know, I know your side hustle is is selling weed. Oh man, so I'm about to fucking go I'm about to, to the make police. Shit hot for you, boy. Right. Like what? I know for a fact you got a five year old in another whole fucking country, nigga. I've been holding it down for five years, but I'm really tight. I'm about to tell your baby I'm about mama to tell- now. Now, now your new wife. Yo, nigga. Now oh don't get me wrong. Morally, we could have those conversations yeah. as friends. Yeah, like nigga, why you do that? But out of <laughs> anger, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and threaten you with some shit. So to me, I'm just like, you can't call you can't return from that. There's no returning from Threatening someone is so called your friend. Right. I don't care how mad, I don't care how upset, I don't care what space you was in. Like you can't return from that. So to me, that that that's right along the boundaries of where couples argue when you break up with a couple, you leak like the nudes or you leak. Yeah, like, like or, there's no recovery. Bro, there, I, how can I get back with you after that? Bro, there is so much stuff that I know that people have on me and I have on them in terms of maybe photos. I probably don't have as much text messages. I, I went through so many phones, but photos, probably screenshots. And I got some of those in the chamber just in case shit get ugly. Because I know and bitches got them shits in the chamber for me. <laughs> I mean, and that's the reality. That's the reality, that's, bro. That, We're going to blow even up. With me, it's going to happen. But for it, me, bro, if if I have to think that way about my close friends, bro. Oh, close you friends can't be my yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah close friends is friend. different. Yeah, yeah. If You're I got to be that protected around you. If I got to yeah. feel like I yeah. got to hold some shit over your head. Yeah, yeah, close friends is different. Just in case. You're not my friend. Yeah. If there's a just in case in my mind, you're not my just friend, Just in case. Son. I so, don't make it home to I, I just think that, yeah, that, that's just kind of crazy. Like, and there's no recovering from a... There's no coming such, back from that yeah, one. Yeah, you that's, can't... I don't just... I don't see how you, how you bounce back from that. The hole is dug, and nigga, you ain't never getting so, out. So, the fact that you already was, like, as an individual, was on shaky ground, and then you then went to that extreme off of something that wasn't even... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a slight pass if, if I fessed you up. Right. right, I got on your nerve. I'm nagging you. You telling me you'll leave you. I'm like harassing you, and then you like, yo, if you don't leave me alone, son, I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. You get a slight pass on that, right? But when you in the wrong, and then you just get corrected for being in the wrong, right? And then from that, you get even more mad and decide that you gonna lash out, and that's the way you decide to lash out, right? Nah, we you, cool. You could, yeah, we cool on that. Keep side. that. Yeah, Hold keep that. that. Um. A lot of people, I guess, who's going to be keeping Kanye West this uh, this week. Cause Can a young Christian get money anymore? Ah! Apparently, news broke. But it's funny because the news broke and then it seemed like it got swept under the rug. That it got, it did get swept. I read it and then I was like, all right, cool. And then I didn't really hear anything about it. I was like, oh, well, so I don't Ka- even know what y'all talking about. Kanye exactly. West, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kanye man. West is is set to headline <laughs> the Awaken 2020 tour, which apparently is tied to a lot of. Um, anti-LGBTQ AI plus groups. So it, it made news because a lot of people were kind of like, well, that's one of your biggest constituencies as Kanye. 
Um, however, is this like part of this new rebirth? And it's almost like they kind of put in word or they're trying to make it seem as if because he's doing it, he's also anti-LGBTQ. But he he's just providing the Sunday service there at this event. Now, we all know that he's been on this super Christian route as of late. For the last, like, you know, four or five months. Yeah, so... It hasn't been a year yet, so... So, for me, I kind of feel like this news broke out as kind of, like, to force a headline about it, but there's nothing really there. I don't... I don't like defending Kanye, you know? I don't fuck with Kanye as it is now, but I feel like it's a contrived thing that they're trying to do here. Kanye West said years ago in an interview... When he was still somewhat skinny, that he has no problem signing um, a gay artist. That's what he said, and I guarantee somebody's gonna pull that clip up. He said like two things. Mark my words. Where he was, um, when he was supporting like LGBTQ rights and stuff like that. He said multiple things, and I've never heard him say anything negative. Me personally, one of his best friends is Virgil. Virgil is what the the lead director of Christian Louboutin. Virgil identifies himself as a homosexual male. This is facts. So, I mean, yeah. What, what so I'm trying to figure out is happening. why is it an issue is like if you if I support the LGBTQ community and I get hired by a job that's not supportive of that, am I not supposed to take the job? It's a to me, it's an NFL situation. It hmm. is. It's kind of because it's so the NFL shit, when I say it, I mean, it's like what the fuck it really is based on what it actually will become after it's done so it's one thing to get booked it's another thing after that performance is over we don't know what we don't know what songs he's gonna do what message he's really if he's gonna say hey you know i would love you know this community to really respect you know this other community even though they quote unquote aren't living to the standards and the bylaws of what the bible says or the message could be hey i understand you guys identify as this but if you're a Christian, know what the Bible says. It can be a different. We don't know what he's going to say because some people I know, they identify as gay or, you know, transsexual or lesbian. They also identify as Christian. Even though in the Old Testament, we know what happened in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, if you're doing the research. However, then other people are going to say, no. Fuck that, because we're not listening to the Old Testament. We're listening to the New Testament. So I was like, right, well, whatever, my nigga. Honestly, the if we're keeping it a, a stack, the where where the main point of contention comes from is in the book the Sol, the story of Solomon Gomorrah, and what yeah. happened is yeah. in that book, um, as the as all the shit is going down, Solomon Gomorrah is this, like terrible town, whatever, whatever. Um, a whole bunch of wild stuff is is happening, and God is saying He's going to condemn the the town. Yeah, basically, men and men is having sex. Chicks is leaving well, their husbands. That's not even that's not even the main point of it at first. The part where where the homosexuality is, I guess, interpreted as negative, comes from this part in the book where these angels are down, and I they look. They have manly features and they come into the house. I can't remember all the names right now, but they, they get into the house and there's a bunch of men in the town trying to break down the door to have sex with the angels. Oh, wow. So the angels look like men and these men are trying to have sex with the angels. 
Now, there's several interpretations. Trying to get some angelic dick. Damn. One, (laughs) you could look at it as the angels were just, they're angels, so they were so attractive that no matter what features they possess, masculine or feminine, you an angel. These humans were just attracted to the light. But that's basically where a lot of people get this idea of like homosexuality is supposed to be condemned because God is condemning the town and God, God, does something to those men um, because they were trying to have sex with the angels, but it's never explained if it was because they were trying to have sex with angels that look like men, right. or if it was just the fact that they were not respecting the fact that they were angels right. in the first place. Well, so that's where a lot right. of the contention comes from. Let me give some people a reference point, because once upon a time in my young life, I used to be a Christian rapper, so I remember this off the top. So if you really want to know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, please open your Bibles, kids to chapter 18 in the book of Leviticus. You will read some things, probably not going to sit well with you after this episode, but you'll understand the type of heat that Kanye is about to be in, or, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. I guess we'll see how it pans out. Chapter 18 in Leviticus. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, I like that. To me, it was a... Because I was listening to something, and they were breaking it down, and they were Mm -hmm. like, well, this is why some people feel this way but it's never explicitly said mm-hmm. that this that and the third is against god so right it's more of an interpretation thing well it is oh. if you get your like commentary which actually breaks all of that shit down yeah yeah if they want to go that far but i right, um another interpretation is this oprah versus russell situation i love oprah but i'm uh. not with her with this man She's dra- I feel like she's just she's dragging to it. Look for the next hot topic to talk about. I feel like she's not doing this because she cares. I think she's doing it for ratings. And I think she's doing it because she cares, but I think she's letting her heart lead her, mm-hmm. and she's fighting fights that don't need to be fought. She's if that still makes fighting sense. demons from when that shit happened. Huh? Exactly. We gonna be completely honest. That's that's she's not that's fully over that. And she feels like she needs to be the spokesperson for every other woman. Nor maybe she should be over that. I'm not going to say she should be over anything. Well, yeah, well, maybe she, well, with all this time that has passed, she has taken the mantle and said, I now am going to do something about it because I'm Oprah motherfucking Winfrey because a white man gave me my spot on syndicated television. Facts. So now a lot of niggas that came out like 50 Cent and other people have been on her at the game. You know, she's only doing this because this is how she kind of built her career, which after watching some old ass episodes and how she would ask certain black men questions, even when one time she had an episode with um with uh with Jay-Z and she was coming at him crazy, like, why are you using the N-word? Because I can. No, but why do you keep using it? Well, it's different for me and it's different for when you say it. Yeah, because I, you know, grew up in a, he was like, no, I understand, but I'm going to still say it. Despite right. how you, you know, T.I., Ludacris had a crazy interview with her. So, call it square, square, circle, circle. This is how she's kind of built her situation. I can respect that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, can I can't really... The proof is in episodes. I can't really say nothing against that, that point. What I will say is... So, basically, what we're talking about is... Originally, she was going to do a documentary against Russell Simmons. Facts. She had somewhere between, like, three or four women already mm-hmm. willing to tell their story. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. things started to kind of fall apart with I, that documentary. I, I bet. Because some of the women, apparently their stories to her were inconsistent. Yeah, I remember um, 
I think was it last night? I think Tiff was watching uh 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 Tasha K on YouTube talk about something and one of the girls said that Russell pinned her against the wall and put in his semi hard dick <laughs> inside of her and she was just like if a nigga was really trying to rape you or do some wild shit, he would be you have a rock hard dick and right. you know, like be super aggressive. So she I guess everybody has their own opinions on it, but she's just like I guess it threw Oprah off because the stories are just like, you know, they don't, they don't, I guess they're not as harsh as they pitched it. Yeah, it's inconsistent. It. Or <laughs> or they told her one thing one time and then they switched it another time. And she's like, before I go out here, because she's already under fire. A lot of people are like, well, why are you doing this? And you were right next to Harvey Weinstein for decades. And you ain't, you trying to tell us you ain't see shit that you going you not making a documentary about him, but you willing to go all the way out your way for Russell, who like hip hop icon and the cornerstone of Def Jam. And if you if yeah. you're gonna do it against Russell, your stories better be a hundred percent true because it's gonna be up. like it's gonna be like Bill Cosby, where it's gonna be bad. These people have Russell has built a good guy reputation, mm-hmm. and I've never heard nothing crazy negative aside from Russell besides mm-hmm. saying he has a potty mouth. I've mm. heard that Russell, when in his younger years, was a wild boy. But mm. I mean, all of that, I do feel like, like again, I don't think it excuses anything if he did end up doing something like mm. that. But we are talking about like a different time, so there may be some misinterpretation. Meaning, like the stuff that happened in Snoop Dogg's videos can't happen in wildness right here. Can't happen in. 2019 right like those videos the 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 what you bt uncut can't happen in 2019 so that's what i mean by it might be like a different interpretation of maybe some shit that was acceptable in the 90s that is no longer acceptable heat now in 2020 like i don't know what it is that is making people feel like russell was abusing or, or not even abusing but sexually harassing or Whatever it is yeah, that I they're accusing him of. I don't him know of. either. I mean, but I have heard well, we he was said the a wild same thing boy. about Bill Cosby. So I think at the end of the well, day, Bill Cosby was. Like, <laughs> I just feel like Bill Cosby is a little different because if you're purposely drugging women right. and getting them sauced up to have sex, yeah, but at the same time, this was kind of unfathomable the first time we heard about it. It was just like Bill Cosby. Like I just mean by the actions, yeah. yeah. Like I do but feel it's, like it's, it's, it, that's how I, that's how I interpret this. Like at that first time hearing that Bill was doing these other things, yeah, I couldn't fathom it. Right, I'm in the same boat with Russell right now. Like I'm not saying he's in the hip hop world. I don't doubt he was at crazy. I don't doubt he was at crazy yeah. parties. Right, he did snatch up Kimora Mad Young. We know these Mad things. Young, son. God damn. So we're not Shout gonna, out to Baby Fat coming yeah, back. We're not, we're not gonna, gonna be, make no excuses yeah, for him. Yeah, we're not gonna make excuses fat. for him. Yeah. It's just hard to believe that is that wild that we're here like putting pressure on this dude, another black icon that's done so lot for the things we I love. mean, me per- I don't care about none of that. If he did it, he did it. But I just need concrete proof, and I don't feel like we're getting that from and i just Oprah. feel like also i feel like if it's happened in <clears throat> if it's happened in the culture with us we could that's I means it's countlessly happened with white people i film industry, i personally agree with that because industry. there's definitely been a lot of me too stories where white women have said that 
they have done things. But they're not coming. Uh, they're not coming for those legends, though. No, my nah, my nah. issue is this. It's really black people. My issue is this: <laughs> if Russell did it, you did it, yeah. like, and you should be held accountable for what you did. Right. My issue really comes in the juxtaposed p- picture of Oprah. You been around Harvey for all these years, and we know this nigga was wilding. Mm-hmm. Russell hasn't been accused or convicted of nothing. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a doc on Russell before you do a doc on Harvey? On Harvey. That's, that's, that's my biggest thing. issue. I, I personally feel like because of his Harvey situation now, that's out of the question now. Because, you know. You know why yeah, I, I think like she's doing it too? Why? Not much people trying to talk about Harvey Weinstein. In terms of people who know him personally, mm-hmm. his colleagues, these other wealthy white men who might know what's but going on. But I have on. a problem with that because you did a doc on Mike. And that backfired because you had these two young men come out here and their story seemed to be flip floppy. Wait, she, she did that documentary? Yeah, she was part of that. That's oh, on that. H. That's one on HBO, right? The, no, yeah, the, no, the one that came. That's out. on Netflix. Never uh, uh, leave a Neverland, correct? I think it was, no, on, was on TV. H- too. That was on. That was on HBO. Yeah, but she yeah. was. She was leave, uh, never leave a never. Okay, she was part of that. Yeah. So you did that <laughs> mic doc, and it flip flopped. Because a lot of people was like... People were sick of that shit. <laughs> a lot of people dug into it and the guys needed money and they looked like they did it for money. Like, it was just a lot. And even if there was something there, just like the FBI then went after Mike for 10 years, they didn't find nothing. So you telling me I'm supposed to believe these two kids on the dock that whatever. So you did that. You realize it ain't get it ain't really do mm-hmm. what you wanted. Now you got Russ. But again, Harvey right there. <laughs> like that's they don't my got issue. Enough, they don't have enough other people with, willing to coincide with it. With Oprah, clearly it's not about money. Oprah it's, probably looking at it like this is about justice. Yes, but understand but it's the that, wrong. I, I can't even say it's the wrong people. I just think the approach is the approach is the approach is bad, and I just feel at. like shit. Oh man, I hate. I don't want to throw it like this. It's, it's us black people gotta just. And I don't want to say stick up for one another because I'm not, I'm not condoning. No, but there's an order of operations the, that, yeah, that, like, that is missing here. If you got like, Harvey right here, yeah, why are you yeah. jumping to Russ? And That's they, all I'm saying. She wasn't obviously. good in PEMDAS, my nigga. Like, there's no <laughs> order of operations that, bro. here, bro. Enough people are aren't talking willing about? to cooperate with putting out a Harvey Weinstein documentary. It comes down to that. There's too many people willing to cooperate with putting a fucking Russell Simmons documentary out. But you don't want to cooperate to put out a Harvey Weinstein, which has been more in the media. And it's concrete few- shit well, right there. People that we are know going about. to say, look at the careers that Harvey Weinstein was responsible for making. This is what I'm talking and about. And then bro. people are going to say, look at the lives of the careers that Russell had under Def Jam. That's going to be a big ass. That trajectory is going to be very different. Bro, you I don't think about none of that cool matters Jay. when we're talking about. I don't know, bro. We talking Sometimes about, it might, bro. We have, to, we have to look might, past bro. The, Harvey Weinstein put a lot too, of white women in power. So what I'm saying bro, is, just is too not, I don't think people are going to have. That's not the conversation being had. Conversations being had really and truly is Harvey is, is still powerful and got money. And even though Russ is powerful and got money, he ain't got Harvey Weinstein money he's, though. No, he's black. He doesn't have his money. He's black. Russell and got I, his I money. I feel like that's the conversation. It's black. And that's unfortunately, it. and I think it just looks weird 
when we have one of our black queens that we all support and love jump to the next black man when there's a white man who's done a lot of shit. I can't say worse because we don't know, but done a lot of shit and you skipping over him. skipping over. To me, it's just like, who are we targeting? We're knocking down. In our black community, these are all We affluent. almost got Kevin Hart for the Oscar show. We almost got that nigga, son. Affluent black people almost within our community. These are all the black people. That's making it. That made it yeah. already. And still making it. And that are affluent. That has. Like make a fucking Woody Allen doc. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're not going to do that. Nigga, that's part of my childhood, You're bro. You're not going to talk about Kevin Spacey. We're not going to talk about these other rich white Kevin men. Kevin Spacey shit is type wild. wild shit. The nigga from 7th Heaven. Like there's mad <laughs> white nigga mind, docs you could do, the, the, the bro. Other dude and was, I've never uh, been. A lot of I've them, never bro. been the 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 you know stop tearing our black men down. Like because in that sphere of sexual assault, if, I don't care what color you are. If you mm. did that shit, you did then that shit. You did it, and you deserve but it's to two be two sides of the brought to the, But my thing is, it does feel a little targeted when That's what I'm saying. when you're like just in this particular case, it's starting to feel targeted because it's like yo Oprah. You are powerful enough that nobody can tell you who to go for yeah, and make a this, doc about. This, and you're bro, choosing to do this when we see when we this see, nigga right and here. My thing is, right. my problem with it too, bro, we have maybe three or four black people in entertainment that has the power and the pull to broadcast. <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. There's only about three or four of them. So why is it that one out of those said people is choosing to broadcast and bring down someone within their own culture? There's 40, 50 major white networks. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it. They're not bringing down nobody. They're not choosing to put their own up. Now, my only, yeah, I get that. My only point with that is I don't want to protect. I'm not protecting nobody who did some wacky shit. But at the same time, they're doing it. So why 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 can't we choose to just? Play I don't on really home care field? what anybody else is doing. I'm not protecting someone that I know actively did some wild shit, and it need like R. Kelly. I would not be protecting R. Kelly if Michael did what he had. If Michael did what they said he did, I'm not protecting Michael. If that's the information, and we we got to put it out there, we could put it out there. The problem I'm having mm. specifically for me is choosing to to go that route and and choose the black I'm man not, before not, the white I'm man that's right in your fucking face. I'm not discouraging justice. We, they, this could also be dealt with discreetly. Get your time, do your court case, go the fuck to jail. Is that the fact that they're making a spectacle out of it? That's where the problem lies. I, but the, everybody's being made a spectacle out of. For bro, I promise it, you, bro. If fucking, if um, what the fuck his name is um from Interscope, Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine has mm-hmm. a case like this. You oh. really think it's going to be a spectacle? Yeah, for sure. I'm promise you, it won't be a spectacle. It would that be, bro. Gets calmly swept underneath the rug. He'll go to jail for a year. We probably won't even know. Probably won't even. But know But that's he was what in jail. happened to Harvey, though. It became a big thing once people found out about it. The problem is. And it's still not a spectacle, bro. Nah, it's if a Russell's documentary going, that's a spectacle. Harvey Weinstein know what it's like to the mass. He's a lot of people don't know. Nah, it's a spectacle because just this week or, or last week, 
they were covering the fact that he was going to court with a cane and all of a sudden nigga that wasn't a looks, cane that was a fucking walker that nigga exaggerated yeah that he's looking like he's on his mm. deathbed now like, what are you doing and people like comparing it to bill Cosby. so it, it, it is a spectacle we're not 100% in that world, so... But Bill Cosby was really going blind, though. Still is, so... I don't know about Harvey's health condition. My just thing is, no one needs to be protected, but don't... But be fair Be fair about what you're doing. That's that's my thing. I'm not going to protect nobody. I'm not going to say, well, if we know so-and-so did it because the white people ain't really putting their people on blast, white we shouldn't people. either. But what I would say is... Be fair about it. You you've been quote unquote best friends with this person, but you're willing to go after people that I guess you didn't have the strongest relationships with and put them on blast when it just looks very hypocrite uh what's the word? Hypocritical. It looks hypocritical when you're sitting there and you're hugged up with, with Harvey all the time. But now you going after this one, that one, this one. But you said not one word about Harvey. That just that's my point. Listen, I just want uh Gail to press that nigga the same way she pressed R. Kelly. Factual. Fairness. That's what I'm saying. I think actually might need to, to be it. more pressing, actually, because it's not the same energy either. That's what energy I'm, is off. Keep the same energy, yeah. keep it fair. If, you want, if if that's really what you feel your play is, and I do think it's tied to what happened to her, and I think that. She's, like I said before, leading with her heart, which is cool, but I just think it's making her just go after everybody, shoot blindly. For this climate, leading with your heart is probably the most smartest slash manipulative way to get people to be swayed. Because everybody's going to be like, you know what, you're right, you know... Fuck that! If it was fifty years ago, we want justice now. Well, manipulative makes it seem like that's a strong word. I I, feel like I just feel like people look out for who they want to look out for, bro. There we go, and that's the the problem. That's the problem. And that sounds pretty manipulative to me. You did some wacky shit. You're going to if you get some (laughs) wacky shit, then I feel like justice needs to be had. That's that. But there's a difference as to if I want to embarrass you. Or if I'm just going to be like, yo, you got to serve that time because what Bill, you did was wrong. Bill Cosby's in jail. You feel me? Like R. Kelly hasn't been sentenced yet, correct? We're still waiting for like other trials shit with all of this. Well, there's new trials, but I think he's in jail. Okay, so he's in jail, yeah, but he but he hasn't been sentenced. Right now. now, he's he's waiting trial, but he's in jail waiting trial because I don't think he has the money for the bail. Okay. Um, but uh, these these people are in jail and these people are black. And then the white people that's in jail, it's like it almost almost gets like a slap on the wrist with most things. This shit, police brutality shit. I mean, shit. Yeah, y'all saw the shit I posted with the two cops that literally just got fired because they had sex in the bathroom. I was like, nah, I didn't see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I posted that. I was like, yeah, that actually happened. I think a few days ago, but mm-hmm. the, the news posted it today. I was like, yeah, so yeah, two two, and both of them were off duty. They were both off duty. Two off duty cops got fired because they were having sex in the bathroom. They were having sex in a bathroom in a government building. I was like, oh, they wild out. Must have happened, uh must have been having drinks. I don't think you should get fired for that. Yeah, but the problem is, um, the chick that did it, she got a family. So that that shit went viral. Um this nigga Jeff gonna ask me where the footage is. I'm like, nigga, what? And nigga, if there was any footage in that bathroom, the whole building getting sued. What yeah, the fuck dude, are we what talking, are you talking about? about? It's like, this nigga, boy, you gotta check your mans, bro. That was a little wild. Anyways, 
um, they got fired. And I thought they was going to be on death duty. They took their gun and their shield same day. It was like, yo, good discharge. I was like, Sound Whoa. like there's more to that story. There has yeah, that to be. Wacky. Has to be. They said the uh, female officer was out of her mind drunk. When somebody initially walked in the bathroom, they thought she was going to stop. She kept going even harder, they said. Like, she just, like, was making extra noise. And then the other uh, cop, when somebody came, knocked in the door again, he got up and just left. She was still in there just wilding on her own. Sounds like, like there's more to that story. Uh, Might have been on ecstasy or some shit like it, that. I'm sure that that's, there's going to be, that shit's going to develop. Um, all right, so more clarification. So I looked up on the Young Jock thing, bro. I didn't see anything about him owning the any of the, the ride share companies, but they did say he's worth eight million. Oh, so if Young Jock is worth eight mil, why is niggas clowning him for being broke, nigga? I don't even well, know. Let me let me clarify something. When okay. you look up those type of things, mm-hmm. he they're saying he's worth eight million, which is just saying what he's made over his career. Okay. You feel me? That doesn't mean he has that in liquid cash. I don't so, think he's broke. He's not broke. I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's broke. broke. He's I don't think he's broke. He's collecting. He royalties. said he's doing the ride share thing because it one, there's always something he wanted to do, supposedly. Oh. Okay. And he also he thought it would be a cool idea to pick up some of the college kids that are in the area and surprise them with the fact that Young Jock is the one picking them up. That's funny, I think. <laughs> that's that's the bills. The nigga ain't putting on no records. He said the that nigga, they said like, that he's making a lot of money still from his his records. I feel he, like he's getting royalties. Jock is getting those royalties and the TV the TV stuff they because said, supposedly we can't front like Young Jock to me had a good four or five hits. First of all, his mm. first record is going down. That was a hit off of Rip. Yeah, I mean, realistically, bro, right. let's look at the realistic got, facts. He's probably hits. getting around 10 to 15K a month right now. He can live off that. I wouldn't even say 10 to 15K. Maybe we say 7 to 10K he's getting a month. He, off can, his, he can live off that. Off residual income. Mm-hmm. Whenever his records might get played on the radio, whatever. Yeah. He's probably making an extra 30 to 50K off Love and Hip Hop. Whenever that comes on and they he's probably making an extra 5k right. 10k episode when he's on that particular mm-hmm. tv show right. so he, let's say he makes an extra 50k of love and hip-hop right, right, right. you're getting 7k a month that's 80 grand 50 he's probably making like a buck 50 a year right now right. without actually putting out no real records all right you feel me if he was smart i would hope that in his era when he was caking uh-huh. making a couple million dollars a year he bought his house he bought his assets <laughs> That way, if he is making, you know, a couple hundred grand a year, he ain't got to worry about no mortgage. He ain't got to worry about none of that shit. True. So if he just wants to go make some extra cash off the books or go to make some extra cash just to fuck around with. I don't with, think that's nothing to be, quote unquote, laughing. And that nigga looking at it like this money I'm making is play money. I don't have to spend my yeah. real money. To me, I don't that's, even that's think he's doing it for the money, y'all. I don't. I don't think he's doing it for the money either. It might be a stunt. You think it's just for a stunt? If it's well, a I've, stunt, always, I've always thought it was a stunt. This is but, stunt, boy. You got us. Uh, well, not us. But even if doing doing those ride shares, just keep it down. <laughs> doing them ride shares is giving you maybe on a good night you could probably make a hundred, hundred fifty in one day, and yeah, that's was, going yeah. hard. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, my uh, my uh, short lived uh, year and a half with Uber. Good nights, you're gonna make between a hundred, one fifty. If you're pushing it, like I'm saying, thirteen, fourteen hours, two hundred. So a night. Th- that shit is a drop in the bucket for him. Yeah. To be That's doing funny. that as a real form of real, extra. Yeah. He's doing like Because realistically, that. exactly, you're making, you're going to bring home like $40 every right. time you do that. Yeah. 40 40 50 
every time you do that shit. So you're not really making enough money for me to deem that he actually is looking at that as a stable form of income compared to the bills he probably got and the money he makes from just being on Love & Hip Hop. Imagine just, like you said, being on Love & Hip Hop. Plus, I'm and you pretty make... sure he still gets paid to pop up places. Exactly. This... I'm pretty sure he still gets paid Hostings to things for sure. Yeah, I feel like if you're... So you're making a thousand to two thousand every time just to go and just get bottles and, give and bottles. pop bottles. You're yeah. not going to go to ride a ride shit to get $50. Dollars. You just do one of that every week. I was just about to say, week. if you're an artist and you've been an established artist, you can get money anywhere. Plus, Young Jock is an established artist. I don't artist. think he's that broke. He can't be, bro. He's, he's been on Love and Hip Hop for 10, for how he's long? He's on now? it every year. He's every been year. on that shit like almost every season. And at this point, he's a regular and he gets a lot of FaceTime on it. And, and I feel like, I was about to say, I feel like 5 to 10 is we lowballing it for him. And yeah. he's he might been, be making he more. Might, and he's he been on different, different Love and Hip Hops. Not just New York. I feel oh. like he definitely he's in Miami right now. Miami. Miami, he's done Atlanta. Yeah, love yeah I think, I think he did Hollywood already. Love, too. love and hip hop has so many different branches. He's of in, love a, and he's, in he's either in Miami or Atlanta. He's right in a now. lot of bags. He's right back, now. probably back and forth between the both of them. He's in a lot of bags. He's in a lot of so, bags right now. Shout out to Young Jock. Fuck that. Shout out. To, he's, he's making money. Shout out to my nigga. It's inevitable that he's making money, and I would I would hate to believe that in his era when he was making real 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 money. Yeah, he splurged it all. He didn't do no good investment. He'd be a fucking idiot. He doesn't seem like the type of nigga, even on his love and hip hop show, he doesn't seem like the type of nigga to splurge. He seems like a frugal individual who just kind of watches how he spends his money. Well, remember, uh, when Young Jock first came out, I feel like there's two Young Jocks we're talking about. When Young Jock first came out, Young Jock was very uh, big. Um, Young Jock was a bit on the chubby side. And then Young Jock had made a funny ass video several years after where he toned up, got brolic. And I was like, oh, oh, he's out here. Heard you. I feel like that young jock is a young jock we got now, not the young jock that came out with us going down. No, I think I think he's good. I think he he might be a stunt, and if he is doing it for extra bread, it's play play money, it's strip club money. It's oh strip club, hey, nigga. Yeah. When the fuck are we? When order, are we going to the strip club again, fellas? In order for it to be strip club money, yes, that ain't at it. least five hundred a week. He not yeah, he. I can't. I really can't see him spending five hundred a week. Is crazy, bro. That many hours. To just to get, throw it. To get fifty dollars, bro. Right, to just throw that chicks? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um that's a lot, bro. He so might, he might be being he might be lost the bet. <laughs> just be yeah, doing this shit know. as a part You're of it. Right, nigga. But uh, according to him, he said he's just doing it because there's always something he wanted to do and I bet. he thinks that it it would be cool for people to continue to run that story, yeah. bro. Uh, so what has it done? Put his name back in the media, right? Yes, it has. That's why I think it's a stunt. I feel like at some point you knew someone was going to be like, "Yo, Young Jock picked me up," and this ain't no like right TV show type joint. Big facts. Like he really just picked me up type situation. So for him not to announce it on his Instagram, like, "Hey, yo, it's Young Jock. I'm going to be doing pull up and go for the next da 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 da." To me, I feel like he was all right. So if I do it this way, I'm on loving hip hop. People gonna be like, "Yo, is he a brokey?" Like, and my name will be back. Gives in him there. something, and it also gives people gives the show a reason to talk a storyline, storyline. Because now they could create one about create him being one. broke. Well, being broke, perception no, I ain't broke, and he could be that could be his whole plot the whole season. The I ain't broke. <laughs> the I ain't broke storyline. Like perception is everything, though, because even when I was telling people originally that I was just on that opening scene for the first episode of. Uh, season 10 of Love and Hip Hop New York 
People would just start asking me questions that they never asked me before, before I was on the show. It was like, oh, you was... Like, niggas was almost, like, surprised. Uh-huh. I was just like, bro, I'm... Because I think one, one, one person said, how you got on there? You don't even put no music. I was like, nigga, it was an open call. That's how the fuck I got on there. And, nigga, I got my headshots and shit in order. They were looking for clean cut people that day. And everybody was looking very clean cut. I can't front. A few niggas' breaths was, whew! Nigga, Plus, a lot, yeah, I, I'm glad you said that, son. A yeah. lot of people, bro, yeah. a lot of niggas yeah. don't understand. It's open call. It's a protocol to shit. A lot of niggas just think it's going to land on their laps. Oh, I'm going to go on the gram and it's going to land on my lap. Or oh, I'm going to just talk to someone. So exactly. Land I was shocked lap. when they said, yeah, come on. A lot of shit is protocol, son. A lot of things is just submitting to different opportunities. And boom, it happens. Yeah, you'd be surprised how a lot of things are just opportunities. And you just got to know how to reach Networking out for Networking is key. Networking so, is key. A lot of people would just be like, how you got it? Nigga, I network. I, I really out to did I network. Reach out to. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez, Doc. Did you see? Anybody seen it? No. I haven't watched it yet. Yo, Tiff was watching it, but I haven't watched it yet. Haven't I mean, I don't it. think what uh, what I'm saying is spoilers, so I don't... I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't want to know anything. It is what it is. But basically with the Doc, they were going through the multiple reasons why they think Aaron did what he did. And for those of you who aren't very familiar with Aaron Hernandez, he was uh, originally accused of killing a young man named Odin. I can't remember his last name. Um, Orlando, something like that. Um, But he killed a young man. um, Allegedly, I mean, he got convicted for it. So he killed a young man, um, shot him like six times, and left him for dead in the parking lot. And then when he got tried for it, there was evidence that linked him to another murder where two people got killed in a BMW drive-by shooting. So with all that information, they go through his life from when he was a teenager Mm -hmm. up until him getting into the NFL and why this case is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal because they said never before in NFL history or I think even in sports history, was someone who was such a big star and actively playing caught up in a murder charge or a murder case. Mm. So um, that's why it was a big deal. But they were going through some of the reasons. One, his relationship with his mom is, yo, his relationship with his mom is crazy. His mom. What that mean? His father passed away All right, when he was 17. All right, Peter, dad. When his father passed away, his mom started messing around with his cousin, his cousin's boyfriend at the time. Wow. It was his aunt or his cousin. I think it was his aunt. Mom is trife. His aunt's, his <coughs> aunt boyfriend or whatever. And trife. they have a clip of her saying some stuff where basically it was like, you should have gave me more money when you got all that money. And it's just like. Their relationship was just really, it was just wild. So that was one reason they basically saying, they were saying his father was a little abusive. Next reason they're saying is that Aaron Hernandez was homosexual and he suppressed it. And apparently he had some homosexual experiences when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, they alluded to the fact that maybe the dude who he killed at the end knew about his, his desire for homosexual experiences. I think he had said something wow. 
to someone where he was questioning. It's getting spicy um, on this podcast. Okay. And then the the last one was CTE. What? CTE, yeah, because his oh, brain, shit. when they looked at his brain, his brain had these two huge holes in it. Wow. Um, Compared to a normal human brain. Whoa. So, but he never played football. No, he did play football. He oh, so, was, so he that's, was a, so that's how he got a right, a right wing um, receiver, something like that. So, um, I don't know. Very interesting doc. It's super sad. So, you know, prepare yourself if you're going to go into his three parts, three part documentary. Um, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was. Ain't nothing sadder than, well, it's between 13th. The Trayvon Martin story, and definitely, um, it was the last shit I just had in my Khalif Browder documentary. That shit, nigga. That. I think it's around the Khalif Browder <sighs> though because he did end up committing suicide in oh, jail. Oh shit, yeah, Khalif shit was wild. So how a nigga jump out the window, son? God but damn. that was the other thing they were saying. Oh, that was the fourth reason. They saying that there's this law. Um, damn, where's this nigga from? I think there's this law in. Wherever wherever they sentence him, mm-hmm. there's a law that basically says that if you die in jail, your conviction is thrown out. Mm-hmm. So they they believe that he might have looked at that law as a way of still getting his money from the Patriots. Because if you're convicted and you're on, on a professional sports team, they have the right to revoke your your contractual obligations with them. So okay. they don't have to give you the money if you get convicted of whatever offense. Wait, that's just the Patriots or that's the NFL? That's thing? the NFL. Yeah, period. Well, the NFL is wild. I don't think that happens to ball players. I think it's any I mean, professional I think sport. any professional sport, if you get convicted for a murder and you got to go... Remember when NFL is slightly different because NFL goes based on guarantees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, you might sign a contract, you're going to be 60% guarantee, 40% based on um, performance. Yeah. But if you have a $20 million contract and 60% of it is guaranteed... You know, that's $12 million right there. You get that regardless. But if you do some wacky shit where you, you got to go to jail, yeah. they don't have to pay you whatever, oh, you know, shit. you don't get. So, yeah. they. So, in order for him to get the money, mm-hmm. some people are saying he concocted the scheme to kill himself because in that state, his charges got there. Because what happened was they convicted him of the Odin murder, but... He was not convicted. He was found not guilty of the two murders that they linked him to that happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So they 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 that allowed him to go for an appeal for the mm-hmm. Odin case. And with that, they're basically saying that he concocted the the scheme that all right, we bring this case back up. I'm gonna kill myself, and with me killing myself, that means that I died in jail, mm-hmm. and because I died in jail. They have to throw out my case mm-hmm. and conviction. Mm-hmm. So they threw out the old conviction and the new case. Mm-hmm. And that should mean that the Patriots have to pay my family. And the Patriots wow. said, fuck out of here. <laughs> we oh, not doing that. Shit. That's wild. <laughs> Patriots like. So he thought that often himself, the Patriots was going to feel some type of remorse and just give the money no, to No, the Patriots would be contractually obligated because he didn't get convicted of anything. By, by killing himself, he would no longer be. Because ki- remember, he. He got convicted of the Odin murder, mm-hmm. but then because he got found not guilty of the other two murders, they were able to get an appeal for the Odin murder. Oh, wow. And then with the appeal, that's when he decided to kill himself 
Because with that, whatever that law is, and I think it was Connecticut, whatever that law is, it basically says that if you die in jail, yeah. your conviction is thrown out and mm-hmm. your case is thrown out. You don't get convicted. So wow. they're not going to convict you and your case is thrown out. So basically, he died an innocent man, technically. Mm. Even though there's a huge amount of evidence and he was once convicted of killing this person, right. he technically dies an innocent man. And so because of that, he thought that the Patriots would then have to be obligated to pay out the rest of the money that they owed him on his contract. Wow. But they said, fuck that. <laughs> We're not doing that. Oh, that's wild. That's mad wild. Uh, can't wait to renew my uh, Netflix. Still ain't do it yet. Second doc, Kevin Hart. Uh, Fantastic documentary. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. I a- hope we never... Fuck it up when we get it. Great documentary, five part <sighs> series, um, covering. I, I know we spoke about it a little bit before, but I actually got to watch it. So, um, covering the Grammys controversy, I thought that that was a really, really dope thing. So it starts off with the Grammy shit, right? Yeah. And then it ends with the Grammy shit. Yep. So, dog, it can't be good. Not to not to give up too much of it, but basically. His camp was telling him the whole time, and we spoke about this before, but his camp was telling him the whole time, like, yo, you need to apologize again. Like, and he kept saying, no, I already apologized. I already did it. Yeah. I'm not doing it and again. Chris Brown and the niggas out here. I felt him on that until I realized what they meant and what they meant. And he came to this conclusion later on. And basically what he said was, it wasn't about the apology. It was about the fact that what he said had an element of violence in it. And he never addressed the violence. He always apologized for what he said, but he never addressed the fact that he was kind of making it okay to be violent against someone who comes out as homosexual because they said they're homosexual. And that's where a lot of people had an issue with it because it was basically saying, yo, my son comes out as gay. I'm going to fight him or I'm going to hit him with something when every day that does happen, but it goes to the extreme of someone dying or getting killed. You could read the book, The Laramie Project, things like that. And that was the piece where people were holding on to. Mm-hmm. As well as I think people just wanted to kill him. Like, I, I really feel like people were just trying to find a reason not to like Kevin Hart. And that was the reason they found. And they wasn't going to let that bone go, regardless of if he had the, the, the violent element in his apology or not. But I do feel like if he would have added that piece, it would have helped him along a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think once he came to that conclusion, the same. If he said it from jump street and be like, "Hey, I apologize for what he said. I just want to let you know I do not condone no violence against no homosexuals or you know whatever you choose to identify as. I don't condone violence against mm-hmm. these people. You know, you're you're you have the free liberty to live your life as you show. So please, on this earth or some shit like that." I think if he had set up from the gate, people, but they still would have dragged him. They still would have dragged him, but they would have had less of a reason to drag him. Like they yeah. would have less, they would less be in the right because every time he kept saying, I'm not apologizing again, people were using that as a shield to say, oh, he really meant that shit. That's why he don't want to apologize again. Or, or, oh, when he does, did apologize, it wasn't sincere, whatever it is that they wanted to use to continue to drag him. But I do agree. I feel like, People would have continued to drag him. But if he would have put that element out there, he would have at least covered what it really was that was the issue. And going, going back to Plies, and again, 
feel like I said this shit last year, the year before, been saying this shit in general. We're getting to a place with the community and like other people's opinions where if you openly just say you don't fuck with gay people, you're going to get attacked because niggas is going to demand that you accept every fucking single thing to do. And I feel like all of the shit that's happening has been proving my point all these years. We're getting into a weird place. I don't think that's a weird place, though. I do think that you should accept people for who they are. No, I think you should accept people for who they are, but that's not what I'm really saying, bro. I think, I think what this thing is saying, saying, which is bro. how I kind of feel in the same way. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I have to accept it. Do I have to like it? And I have accepted it's two different things. It is two different things, but it also goes hand in hand, I think, because it's it. we're in a space where people need to also feel comfortable being who they are. And by telling someone that you don't like what they do, but you accept it is not making it comfortable. Now, do you ha- are you forced to like everything? I agree. You shouldn't be forced to do anything. It's, it's a two-sided coin. But there there needs to be some form of comfortability. Just like if I walk into an establishment that in when things were just segregated and they got desegregated, mm. yeah, they took down the Negro and white sign. But when I walk in there and they're spitting on me, mm. this is not a comfortable place for me to go. So True. I'm not going to go there and, and, just, and live there. At the same time, if I know they don't fuck with me, I'm just but not But unfortunately, go there. that you live in this society, though. It's not like there's segregated societies where you can just choose not yeah, to be in a, a feel like place if, that's predominantly one thing. I feel like it's the same thing. thing like veganism, then. Like, if I walk in nah, a restaurant that's and totally different, don't bro. serve People meat. are not fighting you, killing you, shooting you because you're vegan. You can't put that in the same boat. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's there's no comparison there, but like I get what y'all are saying in terms of if I'm a straight male, I'm a straight male. Yeah. Like I at that point that's what I am and there's just certain things about being but straight. I think that I'm not willing to compromise But I've definitely on. but I've definitely and I've never said this on a podcast. I've definitely been harassed by gay men in the street. I'm sure, but what does that have like, to do with anything? But, but what I'm like saying a, is that it's a two-sided coin cuz if if I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. doesn't my comfort take I think play your to comfortability this? does, but it it all depends on what is making you uncomfortable. Because if, if they if me <clears throat> just living my life is making you uncomfortable, that's on you. If me doing something to you to make you uncomfortable is happening, that's on me. I think what 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 the difference is for me is if there's a gay bar, I'm not walking into a gay bar to go have a drink. That's fine. If I'm not I don't think that that's that. an issue. You feel me? That's not an issue though. So I feel like at the same no time, one's going to tell you no. You need to go to that gay bar. That's what I'm saying. If you walk into a bar, and this is where I feel like the difference is, if you walk into a bar, and let's say you're a gay couple, mm-hmm. right? You walk into a bar. And let's say you start being ultra affectionate mm-hmm. and I get uncomfortable. I'm not going to sit there and be a jackass towards you. I will move, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not you don't. you can't force me to stay there and be cool with that. Facts. You feel me? And that's that's just me personally. You cannot force me to stay there and be like, I'm cool with these dudes kissing next to me. I'm going to continue having my drink if I'm not comfortable. All right. And you can't say I'm biased because of that either. 
Because I feel like that's the territory we're entering into. That's how I personally you feel. feel. Uh, you, could was a say, good you could say that you're biased. Though. But how, though, if I'm choosing to not disrespect you and I'm choosing to not even involve myself in what you're doing, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Y'all won't do that? Cool. I'm because by, by, by me just living a life where if you and your wife started kissing or you... In or if you're accepting some other couple that's heterosexual starts doing something and you don't move there, but you move when me and my boyfriend start kissing, that makes the space uncomfortable. And you're now letting your signaling to me that you're cool with this and you're not cool with that. And we live in a society that's predominantly heterosexual. Understood. But I'll give out. And I, I don't want to use this analogy, but I'll just give back a food analogy. If we're cooking meat in my house and the Ross is at my house, he will wait until we're done cooking to come in my house. Simply mm-hmm. because him being around the scent of the meat makes him feel bad. It's going to throw him off. You feel me? Now I'm going to be like, oh, word, you don't like my wife's cooking? Or I'm just going to be like, I understand, bro. You don't, you're not comfortable with this. You don't have to be in here. Sure. I think I think that that's fair. It's just a matter of when I have to live here, I have to interact with you. That, it's, to, that, that's why it's example. different. It's society. But at the same it's, it's let's use this back as a simple example. We'll just use food to just keep it simple. No, because you, you can't use food because me walking into mm. your house while you're cooking and me deciding I can dis- I can stay out here while you cook because I don't want to deal with the scent of that is not the same reality as I live in this type of society. They mm-hmm. have a predominant scope and view. I can't change their scope and view, but I still have to live here. There's no island of, of LGBTQ that there's, I can just... They doesn't have off to be. The difference is you have to learn how to adapt and just understand. Why? Why do I have to learn how to because adapt? That's because how, that's human nature. We have to adapt No, 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 no. Why do I, I shouldn't have to learn how to adapt because of what I was born, because this is what some people, some beliefs is you were born this way. Okay. For some people, they believe it's a choice, whatever I may have you. Whatever. But if I'm, if, if I'm born and orientated this way, mm-hmm. Why should I now have to uh, adapt to a circumstance that's not favorable to me? Because the mass majority feels that way. No, that y'all y'all shouldn't feel like my existence is affecting you. The same way as me being born black shouldn't make a white person's exi- feel like my existence but it is bothering. Does, and we find and ways we need to, to change it. it. It's not about coping. We. We fought. We fought against it. That's we, the difference. The difference is they, they tolerate us. There's a big difference between acceptance and toleration. But we still fought for acceptance. That's we why did, we even got to tolerate, which is great, and that's good. We could go in now in that restaurant, and they gotta sit there and be like, even if they're not comfortable, they just gotta eat their food and keep it pushing, because we don't care whether or not you like us. You have to accept but I think that, we're that here, that's though. the same. We're not there with LGBTQ. I feel like we kind of are at that. No, point we aren't. Some, we think, aren't. If if your analogy is when a LGBTQ couple starts making out in a bar, I might move. Like we're not there that's yet. That's me being tolerant enough to not disrespect them or come out of my mouth and say. I nothing. think that's a bad form of tolerance, though. How saying, is it a bad saying, form of saying I tolerate enough not to disrespect somebody. That's not, it shouldn't be the line. The line shouldn't it should, be. It should be the point where I feel like if I'm there and I'm not comfortable with this, 
I don't have to sit there and you have the freedom to do whatever you want. However, if you're still in a space and you feel like the majority of the country is still in a space where it's like, I'm going to move and make these people feel uncomfortable. That may not be your your. How how am I making them feel uncomfortable if I choose to just get up and move, bro? If if you go into a restaurant Mm. and half the people then leave the restaurant, you're not gonna feel like okay, this is just regular. You're gonna feel like, yo, why y'all doing that? Like, if I you don't want a black person in the restaurant, go into a restaurant and I have on fuck white people on my shirt. And then half the restaurant gets up but and leaves. But the LGBTQ doesn't have fuck home heterosexual people I never said on if it. two gay couple comes and sit next to me and have their food and just talk, I have an issue with it. I said if two gay couples comes next to me and start grobbing up on each other and start making out, that makes me uncomfortable. That's a big difference. It doesn't matter. It could make you uncomfortable. That's cool. It could be a man and a woman I would slightly feel uncomfortable still. That would be different. That would be the clarification that you would need to make, though. If you're going to move the same way... My point is this. If you want to move the same way with a heterosexual, if just people, PDA makes you uncomfortable, then that's the baseline. PDA makes you uncomfortable. If PDA from a gay couple makes you uncomfortable versus PDA from a X, Y, and Z couple, that's where there's a separation there's and a se- we need to, it, I mean, to figure that I out. I don't have to figure it out. If PDA amongst a gay couple makes me more uncomfortable. You do uncomfortable because that, that, that's than- less about them and that's more about you. It's like saying I'm okay watching gay porn. No, that's two different things, bro. You're talking about the sexual sexual act, watching two. You're talking about a sexuality versus someone living their everyday life. If you walk into a spot and you're cool with every, you know the spot is a bar and everybody gets drunk everybody cool. and people do things at bars, but you're more comfortable with this than you are with that. It's not a matter of, yo, I should just openly just be with the shits to the point where I'm like, yeah, I want to make out with y'all too. But, yeah, the, but if you're going to a if point... If I choose to be, I'm going to move a seat down because I don't want to watch that. That's cool. But that... The way you described it is more so about... I'm not Because walking, they're doing this... I'm not walking out, of, out the bar now fessed up. I'm saying, oh, that's what y'all about? Cool. I'm over here now. I get that. That's, I hear you. that's where I'm at with it. I, 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 listen. I, I can also say to you that moving from somebody is also going to make them feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, bro. It's like same people who don't like to shower. If I move next to them because they smell stink, I'm supposed to expect that. I, everybody has their tolerance system. I just feel like at the same time, if I'm not comfortable with a certain display from these particular individuals, then that's my choice to move. I'm not sitting there. I'm not it is your choice, but there's also <clears throat> what I think the, the point I'm making is it's always going to be your choice. No one can force you to do anything. No one should be able to force you to sit there. No one should be able to tell you that you have to encourage it. Like, yeah, keep kissing. No one, no one should be telling you anything. But you also are selling, sending a signal when you decide to move. You, you, you may not think that you are or you may not think that your signal should matter, but it does. That's the point I'm making. So let me ask you a question, and, and this is going to be slightly controversial. I'm going to ask the both of y'all. And, Please do, because I know we're about to miss the movie. Yeah, we're we about to wrap up, too. We're getting late. We're about to miss this shit. So I'm just ask this question really, really, really quick. I just want an honest opinion. What are you going to teach your children? How, how is this conversation going to work in the context of, in the context of your child? 
Um, I what, don't think... what what principles are you diving into with them? Are you going to tell them, hey, it's okay to do what you want? Are you are you installing to your five year old son or to your eight year old son mm-hmm. that hey, you should like that girl? That hey, you oh, you should look, you're handsome, or like, what are you installing in your children if we're not setting clear guidelines as to how to up or rear our children? I don't think rearing has much to do with that sexuality is a part of rearing our child not necessarily the science wouldn't back that no no it doesn't so you can look it up the the, the 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 if you let your son or daughter play with dolls that does not indicate what sexuality are you letting be. your son play with a doll are you buying a doll for your son for him to play with if he likes the doll i might buy the doll i don't see a problem with that so if, if you walk into Toys R Us and your and son likes a Barbie doll, doll up, if he you're going to buy doll, the doll up for him. I don't see a problem with that, bro. Are you doing that? No, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I don't think I'm I'm going to like put it off the table either. Like, Are you encouraging him to buy it? Is the that's a difference, nah, though. I'm, that's, not a, I'm not actually encouraging Are you going to be like, oh, that's what you want? Okay, are you going to be like, hey, what do you think about this bumblebee? If he sees the bumblebee and he picks the doll, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't have the doll. You have to have the bumblebee. I'm a clown. I actually might buy both. <laughs> are you <laughs> saying, though, or are you going to tell him, no, this is for girls? This is not what boys play with. I actually might not say that. I wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. Actually, I don't might, that part I might not say. Bro, none of that will affect his sexuality. That's not how it works. So I get what your point is, but that's not how it works. If Nigga, my cousin used to make me play with dolls. I used, that, to, that, that, I used to love playing house. Like that didn't that All does not mean house, anything. But my mom never bought a Barbie doll for me though. Nah, she never bought a Barbie doll for me. me. My mom like, never even bought me a Ken doll. Like I didn't want that. Actually. You could play with action figures and dolls. Yeah. Sure. We're all playing together and doing that. But am I walking into a store to actively buy a Barbie doll for my son? Nah, no, I'm not I'm doing not that. Doing that, bro. Only Barbie. I'd be like, yeah, Dante, but you know, why don't you get this? That's just, this is what boys play with. I don't. That won't matter, bro. Honestly, it won't. Right. I mean, this is... <laughs> He's going to like what, what he likes. And yes, you can... Let me not say it won't matter. Yes, they, you can be like, yo, this is blah, blah, blah. This is for boys. This is for boys. There's two ways that that goes. You're steering him in a direction that he's already going. Or you're teaching him to suppress his actual desire to play or be a part of anything else. And then that comes back out later when he self-actualizes that it's okay for him to express those things. Those are two ways it goes. Like saying, oh, I'm never going to get him a doll. If that's what he's geared to, I agree with Distinguished. I might get both. I, I might, get, might get both. I might honest. get both. But if if he's saying he wants the doll, and like I get him the doll, about the doll, like no, I want this doll. If my son throw a temper tantrum in the mall about the getting mall, a doll, I'm doll. definitely getting that. I'm shit. gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm even buy the doll. I might order it and just give it to him. But that's just me personally. But if he's just like, oh, I like this, I'll be like, yeah. What about that? And then get, gauge how the reaction is from there. You feel me? Like that's how I would do it. Personally. I get it, but what what do you think you're accomplishing when you do that? What what do you feel like that does? What does it do? Yeah, like by by steer, if he's telling you he wants this, but you steer him 
to go to that instead. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you feel like you're accomplishing when you do that? I don't know. Part of it is just instinctual feelings for me. It gotcha. just feels like the right thing to do for me. There's no, there's no, there's no right or wrong to it. This is just me feeling like. No, nah, there's no right, right or wrong, but it. I think you kind of have to delve into why you're doing that. Nah, I'm not saying right now. I'm just saying I that's mean, something I, that it's not even something I could contemplate because it's not something that I could put my mind to wrap it around it. Mm. It's not something that I'm even willing to even think about. Because it's not how I was raised. It's not how my concept of what being a man is. Mm. So for me personally, I have to look at it from a point of view where a lot of people, I feel like y'all are bringing a foreign concept and trying to cram it into people. And be like, I, hey, I think that's what y'all. It, I think that's what the issue is. It's know, not a foreign concept. It is a foreign concept if it's if it's foreign to me, and I'm saying it's a foreign concept. It's foreign for to me. you, but it's not. What I'm saying is not a foreign concept. In the scope of humanity, it's a foreign concept to a lot of people. If it's around my circle, nah, it's all just I know. It's just it's not spoken concept. about as a positive thing in maybe a lot of the circles that you've been around or we've all been around. But the that's the point. I think that's the mm. thing that people are trying to to bring forth is the fact that people live like this, and this is their life. And this is who they are, but they've been forced and shunned to not be able to express themselves because of the heteronormative lifestyle that is the majority of people, which there's nothing wrong with that because that's what nature has dictated. But again, we are, we, I think we still also have to check ourselves with the privilege of being heterosexual. All three of us consider ourselves heterosexual. We have to check ourselves that we live in a space where we never woke up. I'm metrosexual. I'm sorry. That's not on the on the scale, bro. Okay. Uh, Whatever works for you, bro. Uh, but <laughs> we've never woken up and had to worry about the fact that because we are heterosexual, it will affect our everyday life Metro. in a negative way. Metro. We haven't. That's not something that any of us in this room wake I mean, up and have we, a concern we about. We have the relatability based on race. So we know what that feels like. And I can only imagine what it feels like for them. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, I can't have some level of of understanding towards it. But at this, in the same breadth of the statement, I also have to be like, okay, I respect y'all. I accept whatever y'all want to do with y'all lives. Mm-hmm. But you cannot force me to be openly okay with everything that you're doing when it's I, in my I face. I agree that no one I think that you make a great point in and I think that distinguished us too in terms of you can't force anything. You you should not and I think that that's maybe both of your overall points is there are certain things that are being forced and I or feels like it's being forced in terms of is being forced. Uh, that's a perception, bro. There's, there's no. I mean, it depends factual... on who you're speaking to about it. I just feel like yes. the boundaries are being pushed, and at the end of the day, but see, this is the problem. This, this is where I think we have a divide. Mm-hmm. There are rights that are being fought for, and then there are boundaries being pushed. Those are the two different things, and I think some of the things that are rights that are being fought for are being perceived or being put in the same box as things that are being pushed. I think the things that are being pushed. 
or feel like or perceive to be being pushed are very clear. Oh, yeah. Right? They're, they're, those are clear things where it's like... And there's humanity rights that we can't deny. There's, well, no. I, what I mean by that is there are things that it's like, all right, listen, I can't... I don't have the same perception as you, so you can't make me see through your eyes. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we will never be able to be on the same page because mm-hmm. I can't see... Through your eyes, like mm. the the way you see the world is not the way I see the world, mm. and that should be okay for mm. all of us. All of us yeah, involved, we could agree to disagree. That's a part of life. However, the rights things is like, nah. We need to be more malleable to yeah. the fact that we are making. If they're saying this is what's making them uncomfortable, and it makes sense that this is making you uncomfortable, we have to now be more malleable to our understanding. That as straight men, we have certain privileges and certain things that we need to check because even with women, there's there's things that women are bringing to the forefront about how we as straight men interact with and them. That's, we could we could go into a whole argument on men versus women. I'm not a mind reader, so fuck that. You feel me? So tell me what you want. Arguments that are being had is just it comes down to plain, straightforward perception. And what perception is being forced onto different people. So I feel like it's an argument that's always going to be had. Because there's always going to be people who are far left. There's going to be people who are right in the middle. There's going to be people who be like, oh, I rock with it. Cool. Whatever y'all rock. I feel like the definition of a man changes every time a black woman get a heart broke by another nigga. It's like, damn, son, nigga. You just so, put us back there's issues right within niggas. our black community that's it's ten other niggas, wild man. out the ass. I mean, so, it's always going to be the opinion is healthy. I think everybody's going to have their own opinion. Of course. I think that just there shouldn't be opinion on facts. Like, like uh, our opinion can't what we think and what our opinions are can't combat somebody's factual way that they're living. Mm. And I think that sometimes we are not aware of the places and the things that we say or do that affect other people. In a certain type of way. We may sit there and be like, yo, I'm not hurting you by me and my decision not to do X, Y, Z. Or me and my decision to say this, that, or the third. But when we break it down or when we have certain conversations and thoughts, and that's something that we definitely got to do. We got to have somebody who represents that community really speak with us. But um, when when we talk to certain people, we then realize, oh, shit, I didn't think I was doing that. But I have a little bit of an understanding that this is why you feel the way you feel. Doesn't necessarily mean that I now am all the way on the other side and I think that everything I was doing was wrong. But I may have a new understanding of it where it's like, I mean, ah. The fact that we could even have a conversation goes to show that I'm, it's palatable. You feel me? Like, that's the difference. The fact that the conversation can even be had. Because there's people you can't even have the conversation with because it's so against it. I mean, you we all I mean? hope for that fairy tale story, but unfortunately, and there, the there's you know way too much evidence to prove it that it it doesn't always end up that there sometimes it ends up with someone being beat up, hurt, killed, shot, and I I can never I I can never one be comfortable with an environment that allows for that, and I can't be comfortable with like that being the case, like. Like, again, everybody's going to have an opinion, I think. So I can't force nobody. And I think that that's where we go wrong, trying to force people to look at things the way we look at. I, I can't do that. I don't think 
that that's going to help anybody. Everybody's journey is different. You may start, you might be here today. You might be here today and you might be somewhere else tomorrow. You might be further along where you are like, oh, nah, what I was saying before, I don't really agree with that anymore. Or you might double down and be like, nah, I got even more consensus that how I feel felt three months ago or a year ago is how I feel today. Me, me personally, though, me personally, I would be a hypocrite because I don't think it's being seen on a global scale or I'm pretty sure like, you know, once the acting thing really goes off. Yeah, I have done um, gay scenes. Mm-hmm. So when people see those things, they're going to have question marks. It's going to be. And I've done these gay scenes before I've met some of the women that I've dated. So they're going to be looking at it like, yo, what was. And I'm going to be looking at it like, nigga, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. So whatever you see, felt, heard. If you felt something, nigga, my goal was accomplished. Clearly. Me personally. And I have gay friends. So I'm about to disown my son. I played a gay character who had a love interest. I'm just saying, what bro. What are we I got, talking about? I got gay friends too, man. All love to them. I'm cool with them. One of them touches my ass. We're fine. I'm just saying. Man, I got gay friends right now that'll fuck niggas up for me right now. Yeah. Real I, shit. I'm just saying. I got those. If 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 someone grabs my butt, I'm still not comfortable with it, bro. And, and, like, and we're and, cool with it. I mean, just, just I think up. those are two different things, though. Right. Being cool with a, a gay person <laughs> right. and being cool with being sexually assaulted is <laughs> two different things, bro. That's But um, this and and we have we probably have a bunch of gay listeners. We probably have a bunch of straight of listeners. Course. This I is just a candy. We have a lot of shout out to our gay listeners and our supporters from the entire community. Thanks, this Free is just a candid conversation between three heterosexual men. Like I said before, I have plans and we have plans to bring on um, someone who represents that community because there might be. Some things that we all need to be educated. Hopefully, that happens in 2020. We've been oh no, saying it's that definitely. For like two I, years. It's definitely. I think. I think it will be a great conversation because it, it's like what X said. You know, at the end of the day, is nothing better than someone painting a different perception for you that's living it and going through it. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like that's just the ultimate reality of it. And you know, I don't know if my opinions will change, but I might have a newfound respect for it. So this is just this I hope is just my how opinions it goes. don't change because I ain't trying to. Hear some shit and I'm like, damn, I'm really about to disown my fucking little niece or my 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 daughter if she's like, yeah. I don't I don't know why I your pages would that, change that, negatively. That, 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 you talk about a positive bro. change. I'm just saying, about like, positive you know change. Bro. I thought this, you know, this nigga. I thought he was gonna be like, damn, I don't know if I want to suck dick. dick. Now. <laughs> I, I might want to suck dick after. I don't know. I hope that doesn't get to that point. What's I, the tough now, bro? I've said I've done gay scenes. We were all good. We were all good. I've said I've done gay scenes. I didn't say what I did. Did I? Listen, bro. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Before we get to the tough now, all right. I don't want to be in the room when while you're doing that. That's all I'm. That's all. I am saying, sir, whatever you do behind closed doors is all you. I do shit openly too, bro. I'm just not gonna be there. All right, I just, there's just a couple of things we gotta get to before we leave. Um, Delonte, Delonte West was out here. They they found him on the street. This is like the third or fourth he's time he's seemed to be homeless. Super sad situation. NBA looks like it's coming together to help him. Who is he? Delonte West is used to be on the Cavs. His name is well known because there was a situation. Bron Bron's mom, boy. Where he was. (laughs) Oh, that was him. (laughs) 
Yeah. Damn, LeBron. No, damn, damn LeBron. Don't put him. Damn, don't put damn that. nigga. LeBron is good. <laughs> that nigga up, up. <laughs> this nigga on the streets. Yeah, so. so how you smashing her moms? Are you homeless? This, this was before. This was when before they was on the team. On the He's team. no longer on any team. But why? He hit rock bottom. He man. hit rock bottom. He got traded after the whole Cavalier situation. Okay. Never got back And up. then he went to the G League. Then he went and played in China. And he has mental health issues. He had those before. Yeah, he's been diagnosed as bipolar. So why did the NBA pick this nigga up? I'm sorry. I'm why wouldn't him. he's still a talent? He's still a talent. No, yeah. I'm saying he's bipolar though. That don't mean that don't mean that means I'm supposed to have a job, my nigga. If we could probably take your medication, you never know, bro. I mean, no, he can have a job, but the money that they're giving this nigga, who, who who's not who's not to say, well, during this study and this study, that this is what's gonna happen if this person falls off like they fall from grace. And then they hit rock bottom. They may never recover from that. Yeah, but talent is talent, bro. You can't deny talent. Kanye is still getting paid. Yeah, there's a lot of people who bipolar mental health issues. Kanye will forever be getting paid. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't fucking go to Kanye and this nigga named West. These niggas is in two West categories. Delante's fall has probably a bunch of things to do with it, including, <coughs> including the the mental health. The mental health may be the root of it, but there's plenty of other reasons why. I'm sure he's hit rock bottom. So mental health, you can be crazy if you want to be crazy, bro, or have whatever mental issues you want to go through. That has nothing to do with money management and your ability to make money, bro. Where he's at, bro, something happened that put him in that predicament. You feel me? At the end of the day, if you have a mental issue and you're talented, there's going to be people around you that's rooting for you to still get to that place where... You're still bringing in funds. When you said the NBA is helping him, what exactly are they doing? Are they on some NBA cares shit or? Well, once they found him and they seen this video that's circulating of him, he got into a fight and, and then he up. got arrested. Oh wow! Um, they're, they're trying to help him get back on his feet. I don't know what that looks like. hundred percent. That doesn't mean NBA. I can guarantee you. Yeah, that. My buddy, what you mean it doesn't? They, uh, no, they're probably not putting him back in the in no. the league. But so why they said NBA care. But nigga, it's, it's a it's, it's, it's a dude. I, he probably still got good friends in the NBA. Just didn't who who fell off the he probably fell off the radar on niggas. They didn't know bro, a league up. like that should care if yeah. if they the play a player that they had in the last decade is found on the street getting his ass beat. I think that that's a great thing that the league cares. Bro, you I, say that shit, my nigga, but you would do the same shit, bro. If it's someone you know that just fell off the radar and you found out they hit rock bottom, you're don't up. Don't talk about distinguish his heart. My shit different. We not it's not, about though. It's, it's not, though. It's the NBA shit. What you talking the, about? Me and the NBA got two different hearts. Clearly we're, not. Because y'all would do the same NBA, thing. It's different. most likely going to be the players who are making the effort, bro. Okay. Tough nine. Tough nine, my nigga. Um, this guy over here, wow. Uh yeah, we have to go now. Um, shout out to again all of our listeners. You know, sexual orientation, lifestyle, religion. Um, I just remembered my real all man, which I, I could have said last week, but that would be offline. Tragic situation with that friendship. I'm just on some. It is what it is. Anyways, uh, tough nut. Um, hey, listen, sometimes. Uh, no matter how hard you fight for it, that shit ain't for you. Learn to step down. Uh, what would dad say? Uh, we got mad shit. We will cover next week. But um, dad would say, listen, I think that the best environment for us all to live in uh, at one point in time or at, 
and hopefully we can get there is that we can all just be accepted for who we are and judge for who we are and not what we come to the table with, but how we eat at the table. So we may come to the table um, and be without shoes. We may come to the table and have half a shirt on. We may come to the table suit and tie. But we're not judged by by that. We're judged by how we act at that table, how we eat at that table. Do we use a fork and knife? Do we do this? Do we do that? Um, and I hope that we get to a place where we we can do that. So we're just accepted for whatever it is that we come with. And that's how we move with each and everybody. Not to say that anyone judges based off of how they feel, but... Sometimes we judge without knowing we're judging. And sometimes we make things uncomfortable for people without knowing we make them uncomfortable. I hope that this conversation didn't make anybody uncomfortable. Like I said before, it's a candid conversation. Um, and I do think that it's something that will lead to us having a larger conversation with people who uh, can educate us on all aspects of things, mental health, sexual orientation, Love. That's what the podcast is about. We bring people all the time to uh, educate us and tell us about their life experiences and what they go through, what they bring to the table, and to help us, you know, learn different perspectives. So this is Dad has some bow ties. Bye.